They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. Ladies and gentlemen, the Muppets sing Tommy London. It's a slow burn. Can you feel it deep inside? Waka waka. Take a wrong turn. And you may just miss the ride. Blue magic. Going straight to your head. So tragic. If you start seeing red. Mm-hmm. Clouds in my whiskey. Heartbeat going down. Take aim, pull the trigger. Not a minute too soon. Listen to my heart go boom, boom, boom. Take aim, pull the trigger. Not a minute too soon. And listen to my heart go boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Did you say clouds at my whiskey? I think I said blue magic. Tommy, you know we love you, brother. <laughs> It's only love that allows us to do a Muppets version of your hit, Boom, Boom, Boom. Welcome, everybody. The whole crew is here today. We Mm -hmm. are so excited. Thank you so much for joining us. It's Thoughts That Rock. It's your favorite podcast. We give you great advice. You take it. That's how it works. And hopefully you do something with it. Well, you know what? I don't care. (laughs) Well, there you go. 50% of the show co-hosts care. We're actually very excited about today's show because uh, we have a sponsor here. Who's our sponsor? It is... Yo, yo, yo. Kill a thug. Tooth jeweler. Kill a thug in the house. The tooth jeweler is here. Yep. You can glam your grill with an elegant, semi-permanent, genuine Swarovski crystal. Mm. We use the same dental adhesives used for braces but this glamorous accessory is painless does not harm the tooth and is removable book your bling today killathug.com love it we should should have uh, (laughs) we should have like ttr bling on our teeth i love it at what point do we get to that level that we go and all of us get our grills done at what point can i have inappropriate phrases Straight across my oh, teeth. Oh, you can do that now. Oh, can I? Yeah. Just when I smile, people are like, oh, I like that guy. And all of a sudden, <laughs> it says something inappropriate. Right. <laughs> hey, kill the thugs in the house. She can hook you up. <laughs> Love it. Listen, obviously, this podcast is a great way to get some free mm-hmm. little nuggets. But if you want the full deal, you want the full Monty, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you would love Certified Rockstar. I do. This is our edutaining culture and leadership training program. The whole crew comes. It's Jim. It's KT. It's myself. Mm -hmm. We do half day. We do full day. Uh We do multi day. We do three week vacations. Uh, You've gone too far. Okay. We have an incredible interactive virtual version as well. Mm -hmm. You need to check it out to learn a bit. uh, A little bit. I'm back to the Muppets (laughs) Muppets again. Uh, Certifiedrockstar.com. Check it out. Yeah, and as always, if you like the show, and we hope that you do, do us a, a moment, do. a favor. You yeah. know, you can listen to the rest of the show, yep. but then immediately afterwards, mm-hmm. you got to scroll down to the bottom and give us a rating. You know, five star rating is the only way we like to roll. Give us a review. It honestly does 
mean a lot. When you do stuff like that, it goes into the uh, oh, uh. <laughs> it goes into the algorithm. <laughs> Can't get enough of that boom, boom, boom. It was it was. I was trying to leave a five star rating. <laughs> you were. You were trying to do two things at once. I love it. Uh, thoughts that rock help support Cannonball Kids Cancer and their fight for finding treatment options for kids who've run out of options. Um, please, when you get a second, would you go check them out for us? It's part of the reason we do this podcast is to be able to support their fine work. It is cannonballkidscancer.org. They're amazing. Yeah, we know how busy you are. And we said this earlier. Listen, trying to grab some leadership moments, mm-hmm. a, a few nuggets we yeah. like to say to amp up your life. Is that barbecue? They're totally hard to come by, which is why it doesn't really matter what you're doing right now. Nope. You could be, I don't know, doing some laundry. Oh, where's the tide? Maybe you're building a wooden statue of Burning Man. Ow! Or maybe you're sharing your baby with a monkey. <laughs> doesn't really matter to us. We just want to be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Apparently, your baby's a goat. Let's do this. Bop, bop. Uh, we have a special guest today. It's Ooh. Tommy London, who is, I love this, he's a vocalizer, yep. a socializer, mm-hmm. a DJ hypnotizer, <laughs> and the front man for New York City's rock and roll hometown heroes, the Dirty Pearls. First and foremost, Tommy, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Hey, what's up, guys? The Great legend. The here. legend is here. I, can I just say, I love the fact that we've got astronauts like Scott Kelly. Yep. We've got journalists like Soledad O'Brien, and we've got rockers like Tommy Boom. London. He is in the <laughs> Come house. On. Come on. Honestly, the audience has got to go and look at his full bio. It's super fun to look at it. We'll have all that in the show notes. But seriously, I, I couldn't just jump into the deep end without at least pointing out a couple things I thought was cool. First mm-hmm. off, you know, he obviously has supported and toured with some of music's biggest icons like yep. Kiss and Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. Gin Blossoms, mm-hmm. The Darkness. Yeah. I love these guys. Gaslight, Anthem, <laughs> mm-hmm. Cheap Trick. Yeah. Are you doing sound effects behind I everything? Am, I am. That's, that's awesome. That's so dark. You can't say the darkness without giving well, a little. That's true. Without doing a little bit of high falsetto. <laughs> um, last year, Tommy dropped uh, his debut single, Sugar Red love and Make You Love Me. Yep. And he recently released two new singles from his upcoming solo album, Emotional Fuse, including Say Whoa. Love Say Whoa. And Boom, Boom, Boom. Yes. And, and that album's launching later in 2020 hopefully we can talk a little bit about that and um i think when i was reading his bio i think when tommy's not djing or performing somewhere in new york you know he moonlights as the host of two not one but two serious xm satellite radio shows hair nation and ozzy's boneyard so we got a rocker in the house he is you know just (laughs) representing that underdog rock and roll genre tommy has been nicknamed the rocky balboa of rock and roll we love it (laughs) that should be on your tombstone it should be tommy london the rocky (laughs) balboa that's a great idea (laughs) that would be fantastic if he does not be very disappointed that's right so tommy you've uh you said you've uh, been able to listen to a couple episodes you know we don't do a traditional interview style here you know we try and get right to the meat and potatoes if you will for what our fans our audience is looking forward to which is great pieces of advice so honestly brother we're going to leave the floor open to you what is your thought that rocks thoughts that rock number one well it's always been you get what you give Mm. and I learned that from my grandmother when I was a kid. And to be honest with you, I didn't understand it when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. She's giving me a birthday gift or a Christmas gift. And she's like, don't forget, you get what you give. I'm like, yeah, okay. I just want to open up this new toy. (laughs) But as I got older and she explained it more to me, uh, 
you know, she was trying to say, hey, the positivity you give out to someone, you will get back in return. And that helps you to float even higher in the, in the, in the things you want in life. And I have found that to be true. I, I didn't understand it or agree to it maybe in the beginning. Like, ah, come on, that's a bunch of BS. But as I got older and I was like, you know what? I started practicing it and it, it's very true. And I just want to pass that message on to anybody who will listen, you know? How, how do you, on the part when you say it's true, like where has that really helped you in life? Because I, I assume, I've listened to interviews with you before, you are a very positive guy. Has that other, other than the time that maybe your grandmother said that to you during during the gifts, has that now always been a part of your life? Or do you feel like there's some moments where you've had to really think about that and be a little bit more positive? Because you are, dude. I mean, I listen to you all the time. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, there, I mean, there's always going to be a time in your life when you're like, oh, man, I'm down and out. I can't see, you know of this getting any better, but uh, I've always, not, 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 and I'm not trying to sound like Tony Robbins by any means mm-hmm. or a motivational speaker, but I've just seen these things work for me. It, it, it's funny in a Rocky Balboa type of way where, you know, you, you put stuff out there to people or, or I'm not just saying helping people and things like that, which is always great, but just a positive outlook on life will bring you uh, life back to you in, in a whole different positive world. And I saw it when, when I got the gigs, it's serious. Like, I just saw all these things start to change in my life that were because I was being positive to everyone around me. And I'll tell you another trick about it that was very important for me. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone around me in my life, a friend, a girlfriend, a family member that I was close to, not mom and dad, those are a little bit different. That's a different thing. Aunt and uncles, cousins, whatever. If, if they brought negativity into my life, I would tell them so. Yeah. Hey, you're bringing, you're bringing this into my life, and I'm telling you, you're taking from me. I want to give you some of this, but you're taking it from me. That's not how it's done, mm-hmm. and I have to cut you out. And I'll talk to you, hi, goodbye, and what's great, text me here or there, but I can't be around you, and you're going to learn it the hard way. And, and I noticed that things changed in my life when I did that. Yeah, that's that's. we had uh, a guest on, gosh, almost a year ago now, yeah. um, talking about your inner circle. Right. And, and yep. how, how important it is to sort of protect that. And um, if they're not going where you're going, then they can't be part of that inner circle. Right. And that is uh, sort of yes. what I just talked about. Now, I'm curious, this uh, the nickname of the Rocky Balboa of rock and roll. Love it. I, I love mean, it. you look, is that because, gosh, when I look at even some of the people that you've toured with, you know, Gaga obviously had um, her struggles uh, as she worked her way up. Same with, I mean, Kiss, give me a break. What, yeah. what, guys get together and say, Hey, we're going to do this in full makeup. <laughs> dress, <laughs> dress. You, you assume they had some stumbles along the way. Is it because you've been knocked down more than your fair share and you continue to get back up? Yeah. You know what it is? I, I, I got that nickname because rock, rock, pop, rock and roll is a very hard sell in today's market. Yeah. yeah. So I'm the underdog. I'm the Rocky Balboa of rock and roll. I'm trying to be the guy, Hey, come on, let's go. I'm going to, I'll get in the ring. Let's do it. I'll show you what we got. I love you know, that. We're contenders. But because it's a really pop and hip hop world, I'm not knocking that music. I love no, the country sure. too. Is up yeah. there. But rock, pop, rock and roll is, is you know, it is just not, I don't want to say relevant because the right. tours sell like crazy, but yeah. at least in a radio commercial atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, on Spotify and things, the rock stuff isn't the number one right. stuff. Exactly. Top 10. You, we you know, we so. got what, Foo Fighters and. That's about yeah, all we have. Yeah, Foo Fighters and Green Day, <laughs> yeah. and I love those. I love those bands. Yeah, they're slowly be, and I love them. I think they're yeah. great. And Green Day, but they're the go-to band. When you watch the award shows, they just go to Foo Fighters or Green Day. That's right. I would love David Grohl to be like, you know what? Yeah, we'll play it. 
but I'm going to have this unknown band play it with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm going to show them off to the world or, or whatever, or have, have unknown bands or, or even if the signed or unsigned, I'm not saying to pick a local act, but whatever, yeah. to open up those tours and get them the exposure and maybe it'll reboot something. You know, when I was working at Hard Rock and I was there 21 years, we would do a lot trying to teach even new managers or even employees about rock and roll and music in general, because we hired a lot of people that were in the industry, but they didn't know anything about music or certainly not about rock. And one of the things we used to say is you got to watch those award shows, no matter how painful they are, just that you're in the know. But they are painful. Right. And they've gotten worse for the same reason you said. <laughs> like there might be maybe one rock band that's even on the show. The majority are not there anymore. And I don't know how you guys feel. I'm sure somebody's going to be throwing their their you know pounding on the the car that they're driving right now. But I do think that somebody like Kurt Cobain. I don't want to say he saved rock and roll, but he certainly took it in a different direction in the '90s. And sure. maybe that's sort of what you're doing too. Like you know, not that you're holding on for dear life, but you want to educate people on this awesome genre that probably the three of us grew up on. And you're right. I mean, there's more classic rock stations that are failing than ever before. And they're turning into something else that's pretty mainstream. And that's tough. That's really, really tough to deal with. Yeah. And what's interesting though, is their tours are the biggest tours. Yeah. You'll see tours. I mean, I won't even touch the Rolling Stones. That's yeah, a whole yeah. different thing. Yeah. But like uh, a Bon Jovi or uh, a Kid Rock's torn or whoever, like all these all these bands still sell out Pearl Jam, you yep. know, and the list goes on. It, they sell out because the the uh, the, the uh, parents are taking their kids to these shows. When I was, when we opened for Kiss, I saw just as many kids as I saw grownups. Yeah, in all makeup. Yeah, <laughs> I saw more makeup in the audience than I did backstage. <laughs> yeah. man. We're wearing makeup now. <laughs> yeah, so that's you know, <laughs> just in honor of you. It's, uh, it's that's awesome. I love that. So. You know, for those of you who haven't heard any of Tommy's music, I would highly recommend you you get and listen to it because it's not. So it's one thing when you listen, you know, the darkness. A, a band like that is an absolute throwback to yeah. you know to right. to the eighties of just those. I mean, the first really huge concert I ever saw was Bon Jovi uh, on the Slippery When Wet tour with hmm. with oh, wow. with Cinderella opening. That's right? Awesome. Yeah, like that's some that, foundation. That right was there. insane, right? But you know, you look at the darkness and it throws back to that time of the super high voice and the whole bit and the spandex and the whole bit. But that's, I mean, Tommy's bringing it modern, yeah. right? It's rock and roll, but it's got all the flavor and all the stuff that still is relevant today. And that to me is, is the hardest, it's the hardest part, right? And as a musician, as an artist, especially, you know, this idea of you get what you give, I mean, is that not the reason you do what you do? Uh, you know, you create this music to generate this feeling, this response, this giving people a chance to connect to you and the music in a way that's powerful and maybe takes them, gives them a little reprieve from the shit storm that is life at the moment. And, yeah, uh, right. Right? Is that not how it Hot is? On. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what it is too is like I when when I do the shows and I, I, I don't have any songs that are about political things or yeah. I just want to keep it uplifting and, and for each his own, I'll leave that up to I love Springsteen and Bono, but I'll let them be the ones. Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to go out there and with the, with that Dave Lee Roth type of thing, go out there and entertain and, and have your minds off of everything that's going on uh, in, in the world for just at least 40 minutes, you know? I, I think that's and awesome. I, and when I was doing this record, which was supposed to come out in this past May, but due to obviously what happened, yeah. I delayed it till probably, I probably won't drop it till next spring. Oh, know, really? Okay, that, that late. Well, figuring, figuring I, I mean, I worked so hard on the record that yeah. I wanted to do, I had all these shows. Yeah. Like, in LA and New York and every uh, Philly uh, to 
for the album release party. And I just worked so hard at it that to me, just to put it out would be just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll drop some singles maybe and videos along the way leading up to the, to the record. But when I made the record, I, was, I really was going after Billy Idol because mm-hmm. I feel that Billy Idol still transcends today. Yep. He could come out today and those songs, were, I mean, are still relevant. Like they, You could play them in a club and a, and a girl can shake her ass and a guy can shake his fist. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I was going for. <laughs> that's <perfect. you> know? <laughs> that should also be on the tombstone. That is literally <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> that's a, that is a t-shirt. Tommy London. Oh. Tommy London lies here. He made you shake your ass and he made you shake your fist. <laughs> Both. Well, and I think the fact that you have realized the lane that you want to stay in, right? It's probably very relevant today. When you look at your thought, you know, there's so much anger and frustration in the world and society right now. But if you've got this hopeful, positive for change message, um, you can't go wrong, right? Because you're going to make people feel right. good. You know, that's, I, I just think that's fantastic. I, I think when I first heard this, there's a there's a new Radical song out. Did you, w- w- did the quote come from a song or literally you just heard that from your grandmother? No, I actually heard that from my grandmother, but I do like that. So I didn't. Even, I forgot about that song that you just mentioned. It that's actually a great song. You get what you give. Yeah. Yeah, but when you, when you listen to the words, it's about that. It yeah. is all like, yeah. hey, listen. There's all this craziness and darkness, and don't give up. There's you know, sort of the there's always light at the end of the tunnel. I just, I, I love that whole mentality. And and you know, Brant is an avid musician, and I I would assume that this would have worked very well in you know, keeping your, your mind sane in a very tough industry like music. Like it is, yeah. it's bitter in a lot of ways. It's, it's, you know, doggy dog, you know, in, in a lot, you guys probably have more war stories than I ever so, will, but you know, Tommy, we had, so I was, my band's called big kettle drum and, and, you know, we toured for the better part of 20 years and a couple record deals and never, never really right. made it to that next level, uh, enough to make a living, uh, enough right. to, to, to be famous in, you know, Iowa. Um, but outside of that, it was, <laughs> wasn't a whole lot and so you know our last record was called uh i thought you'd be bigger uh because that is literally <laughs> what people say what people said that sounds like my girlfriend from high school said that too <laughs> hello. hello it is uh you know it is though it's one of those deals that no matter how bad a show you might have had you're out on tour you're playing um, you literally get what you give in those shows. And so if you, if there's 12 people in the audience and you were expecting 200, um, if you don't give it like you would have for a full house, uh, that show's going to suck. Yeah. And, and so, oh, 100%. you know, is that the same? You yep. sort of, you've got to have been there where you're, you know, you're oh, in yeah. freaking Kentucky somewhere and there's some dude in front of you screaming free bird for three hours, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. But you know, you know what, you know what, I, when you, when you, when you're given lemons, got to make lemonade yeah so when, when i any any place i played and i'm including rehearsals from rehearsals to, to rooms with five people to rooms that are sold out or opening for gaga or kiss every time i'm playing it's the madison square garden it's my show and it's a headline show yeah every time it has to be in my mind and i have to deliver that show like that you know, like i said even rehearsals because i gotta i gotta give it i want to give it all that energy that i know i'm gonna put into it to, to, to see what comes out of it there's know? a there's a great video online for those of you listening um of Tommy with Gaga and this sing off at one of Tommy's shows. <laughs> yeah. And it's just I've seen it. It's just killer. Yeah. And, but it's that <laughs> level of energy, right? I'm like, that's the level of energy yeah. that you want to bring. Cause the you if you just this is the interesting part. If you just watch the crowd, there are more hands in the air. There are more even when even when they're not singing, the hands are still in the mm-hmm. air because that energy coming off the stage <laughs> is just a hundred percent. That's yep. awesome. 
Yeah, that yeah. was impromptu with her. She came up and I looked at the drummer and, and I said, just. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Keep the beat going and follow what I do. And then I just was uh, going through different melodies of songs. And there's a, that was a really epic moment. It was, that was a lot awesome. Of fun. The sing off. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and we wind up, we've had to transition now because we make our livelihood as speaking, you know, being in front of groups, you know, we're authors in, in addition to podcasters, but we do, you know, 30, 40, 50 keynote speeches, sometimes in front of thousands of people. And same thing, whether we're doing it virtually here, whether we're standing in front of five people or 5,000, I think we're probably of the same irk. We're the same makeup, the three of us, that we're going to be so passion committed. I'd rather be up there in front of five people and just sweat my butt off and people go, holy crap, that was like the first time he's ever done that. I think you get credit for that. That's that's legacy leaving type stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Thanks. Yeah, of course. It's a lot of fun, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, maybe the idea also is, yeah, you give what you know, you get what you give, but could you be doing a little bit more? And I think that fits perfectly into our thought as well. What was our uh, thought that rocks this week, Brant? So our thought that rocks comes from Richard Bach, uh, American author, and uh, it's great. It says this. Thoughts that rock number two. Your conscience is the measure of the honesty of your selfishness. Listen to it carefully. And I think that this is really key, right? So when we when we sort of saw what Tommy was going to share, we, we started thinking through what's the measure of that? You know, what's the real measure of you get what you give? And it's not necessarily that uh, you, you get blessed with, you know, sweet opening gigs and promotions at work and you make more money right. and all, you know, sometimes, sometimes, um, it's just your conscience <laughs> and is the, the, that idea that your conscience is the measure of how honest you're being about truly how selfish you are. So if you should be giving more, that little voice inside of your head is whispering to you, you're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you should be putting other people first. Maybe you should be giving it a little bit more than you are right now. And I think that that's, to me, as an artist, that's got to be the thing that would drive me crazy at times is the self-doubt of, oh, I phoned that in. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I didn't really give it my all on that deal. I mean, what do you do, Tommy, when you get, you walk off the stage and you know that it just wasn't your night? Oh, man, I, I um, <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time. And, and my bandmates are like, dude, that was great. I go, nah. It wasn't, you know, I felt that was that part, you know, something went wrong, whether, whatever it should be, yeah. or I felt I didn't have the crowd at a certain moment when I should have, or I wanted to hit that note when I went for this note and whatever it should be, you know, but, uh, and then, uh, I mean, I, you know, it takes maybe two days and I get over it, but, but I'll dwell on it for, yeah. for quite some time. You know what one of my biggest problems is after a show? What? What's that? And this has always, always been this way with me. And uh, if I see people that I know, 
who I recognize could yeah. be from like a social media thing or a friend uh, after a show or during the show, or, but more than but more likely after the show because they're trying to say hi to me or talk yeah. or whatever. If if I don't get to have that time with them, I I, I reach out to them. I feel so bad yeah. and, and guilty. Yeah. I, it bothers me the next day or when I get home that night. Truly bothers me. If they're friends of mine, I'll text them. Thank you. Sorry to get to talk to you. I say hi to you. Because because you know what? There's, especially in New York City when I'm playing the show, there are a million things to do that night, and you chose to come here and hear me sing. Yeah. And yeah. and you you try to say thank you or or hey or let me know you were there, and I want you to know that. I know you were there and I appreciated you for being there. And that, that always eats me up after a show sometimes. Yeah. I so think... I'll just hide. So I'll just hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an easier, that's an easier route, right? I, I think I'm probably like you. I mean, I, it would bum me out if somebody went out of their way and it was a friend, especially if, if, uh, you know, I'm on the road and they've taken time out to come and see me do, right. do my thing. But, you know, going back to another thing you were saying, I'm not sure that I could get over, if I felt like I wasn't at a hundred percent, I couldn't get over it in a couple of days. Like it almost doesn't erase until my next gig. And if that's a month away, I'm in the ditch, man, for like a month, it really yeah. does bum me out. And so, you know, people that know me know, I hate doing stuff half-ass. I just hate it. And, uh, for whatever reason, it may have been the environment or my headspace or whatever it is when that happens, man, it just, it, it, it just freaks me out, I think. And maybe it's easier, you know, for, for you guys probably to do that. And you've got a little bit more of a music background. I hold on to that thing for dear life and be like, Oh, what could I have done differently? Yeah. I think you gotta, it's the letting it go. Right. So I, I just watched, um, that beastie boys documentary, uh, that they did. Uh, I heard about that. Uh, yeah, it's, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, they did it like more like they were in a theater and they did it sort of live and then they played some clips, uh, on the screen behind them. It was an interesting way of doing it uh, as a little different than maybe some of the other documentaries that you've seen. But, um, you know, one of the things that you watched happen in this sort of spirit of your conscience is the measure of the honesty of your selfishness. You know, the Beastie Boys, when they first came out, um, were four people and had a girl as part of the band. And they ended up um, uh, sort of just not really pushing her out, but just sort of not including her. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And and they came back and that's when Rick Rubin really took over and, and sort of Rick did his thing and didn't really give her any particular parts. And before you know it, they just left her out of yeah, everything and all the gone. guys started hanging out together. And from that point forward, it was just Wild. the three of them. Um, but here's the, here's the beauty. This is why I say that this is this, your conscience is the measure of the honesty or selfishness. They felt like shit that they did that. Mm. Um, and in years later, after they finally had some huge success, they were able to go back and she had a, uh, an all girl band at that time and was able to sign them to their label oh, that's cool. and really tried to pay some yeah. of that back right and i think that's that's really that bit that conscious uh your your conscience really eating at you when you've done something like that and i mean you go back to the rocker right the movie the rocker mm-hmm. when uh yeah, yeah. vesuvius uh makes it right and and they leave out fish yeah and and their conscience <laughs> you know it's that it's that same thing that that um the the music business is such a hard business that when you finally get that break it's like at all costs so you know what yeah. is what is this what what are you willing to do to take it to that next level and that's the right. hardest that's the hardest part because you do get what you give and if you're an asshole yeah. and you start cutting people out left and right yeah it will come back to bite you and the people that can hold true to those values and try to make sure that like Tommy reaches out when they don't get a chance to spend that time if they don't do mm-hmm. that um 
it really affects their ability to create a fan base that's willing and loyal and all those sorts of things because these days there are too many options, yeah. right? I'm yeah. like, if they don't like you, yeah. it's like, okay, I'll turn the station and listen to 25,000 other people who sound just like you. And that's the, <laughs> that's the hard part. Yeah. I'll tell you what, a side note too, people don't realize uh, musicians who are wanting the brats ring and going for the record deal, which I don't even know truly exists anymore right. in the way that we knew it to be. Right. That's right. But, but they, as soon as you get it, Oh yeah, I made it. No, you didn't. Now you're back at the bottom of the ladder again. You've got to work your way up again. You're not out of the ring yet. That's you right. Yeah. It's like you could be the biggest uh, band in, in your hometown or area city, whatever it should be. And you're the king. You're the king of the mountain. Yep. You get the record deal. You're back on the bottom of the totem pole. And now you got to earn your stripes. That's you right. It's, that's exactly people right. People don't realize that. And so what is maybe the next step for you, Tommy? I mean, like, what would be like the, the, the perfect Nirvana moment for you to say, man, I, I mean, maybe you've already, you're there and you're on a plateau, but is there a next thing for you? Well, I, you know, I guess putting out this record, I was, I was really uh, looking forward to that this year. And now I got to, like I said, push that to next year. Yeah. But the one thing I was really going for with my music was trying to go towards uh, TV and movies and, soundtracks and, yep. and 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 because i feel that that might be the niche for this kind of music if you have all these young or old whatever pop and hip-hop artists submitting music it's oversaturated where this sound could actually win that's you right now of all of a sudden if all of a sudden bill and ted's excellent adventure three used say whoa that's a game changer yeah that's right yeah, yeah. No so doubt. that might be the route and without a label that to me would be the thing people say all the time well you don't need a label anymore well it depends on what degree you want to take it if you want to go on the road where are you getting the money at yeah you know where are you going to get that opening slot for a bigger act like it's going to take it's going to take somebody with some muscle yeah what if you know something like if we played boom 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 at the beginning of the episode do you think that would help that would be amazing. No, be even better. Play it before every episode. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I see how this goes. You give them an inch. You see what happens. You know, you know what? You know what? I'll take one. You get what you give. I'll take one. That's fine. So, hey, yeah. we, we can have Tommy London sponsor the show. That's I got no right. problem with that. You know, when uh, <laughs> I, I can vouch that when Animal Planet used Big Kettle Drum song as background for bears doing it in the woods, you know, we saw a bump. We got a nice little check and we saw a little bump. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so great, man. Isn't that great, though? You know, here's the funny thing, Tommy. This is the biggest. We, we joke that Big Kettle Drum is Hollywood's most dangerous band. And um, the reason that we call ourselves that is because, and this is not an exaggeration, every single show that has used our music has been canceled. The next year. Like, <laughs> if not, no. at, oh. we, are, we are six for six in shows that have used our stuff and been canceled. I mean, everything from Fat and Furious on Discovery Network to, uh, you know, um, a Hand of God on Amazon. I'm like, we thought we might have one. There's a critically acclaimed show. We took it down before the freaking second season ever came out. And that is, uh, you know, that is the beauty of, of this business, right? You you get what you give. You're not getting invited to <laughs> oh, Ozzy's are, Boneyard. We just are so you not know. getting invited to Ozzy's Boneyard. <laughs> no. He just figured out the we're who no. to avoid. That's right. We're going to take down Hair Nation. Uh, it is it is crazy, you know. But that's that's just amazing. Listen, man, you uh, we are huge fans of yours and just love what you oh, do. Love you. the positivity you bring into the world. Uh, what's the best way for thank people you. to stay in touch with you? Like, how can they continue to follow your journey as you plan to release this record next year? Oh yeah, F- uh, social media, uh, Facebook. You can look up Tommy London, and same with Twitter. But uh, mostly everything's Instagram these days. Yep. You can find me on there. 
at official Tommy London because the, the the jackass that has what? Tommy London who posts hey listen this guy has Tommy London he posts nothing since like 2008 uh. and he won't give up the name. So I had to go with the official Tommy London on Instagram. We're that gonna, dude's just we're gonna, your We're starting house. a campaign we right are. now. Let's, let's <laughs> be unofficial Tommy London. We want yeah. nothing to do with him. That's He's right. dead to us. That's That's right. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Right. Hey, man, we're we're so thankful, not just for you know what you're doing to help prop up rock and roll, but also to uh, just spend a little bit of time with us, man. It's always fun when we can get somebody in the music industry. And uh, again, we have CEOs, and, and uh, you'll see a lot of people in restaurants and hospitality and sports people but you know music is uh it's a tough industry and and rock and roll in general is in fact the underdog so dude thanks for all that you do and uh hopefully we can spend a little bit more time with you down the road oh i love that thank you so much for having me i was looking forward to this all all month oh great thank you you almost said just all day, but that's, that's fine. Right. We'll take all my. I was, that's I was fine. looking, I was looking forward to this between two and three. three. Two and three. And to be done by three. We understand. We get it. All right, man. Listen, we're going to follow your journey. I hope people check out your stuff in the show notes. You're awesome. That'd be great. Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk Thanks, to you brother. Soon. Rock Appreciate on. it. All right. Take care. Hey, rock stars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you ever miss an episode yeah and if you're interested in having brant or me or both of us speak at your event whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com until next time rock rock on. on ever heard of stoicism Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.